Hello and welcome to Beyond the Lens, a podcast about photography for photography and photography lovers. I'm JD. Uh, my name is Dave. I'm lens distance from photography and I also own a YouTube channel, Tech Reviews. And uh, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk over the next 20 minutes or so about uh, some things about photography, such as shopping for photographers and sort of getting started from that point and moving forward. So you just had a, a recent experience being in the client position yeah, um, yep. and, and experiencing it from that end, but also having the knowledge because you shoot a lot of weddings, you, you've shot, you know, concerts, you've shot a wide variety of stuff. So, I mean, it was, it was probably very interesting for you to experience it on the other end and, and maybe a little frustrating as well. Yeah, it is. Cause as a photographer, my, my uh, standard of photography is quite a bit higher compared to the regular client. Um, cause I know the difference between good work, half decent work to, to not so good work. And uh, just picking out a photographer, I mean, you're looking, especially with nowadays, a lot of, um, I've seen amateur photographers produce amazing work and I've seen the opposite where professional just gives you a half, you know, so, so work or, or even just un unacceptable work. Um, so with this market, um, it's from a client perspective, it's really frustrating at times. Just even um, when you find even photographers that matches, suits, suits your taste, um, doesn't necessarily mean that they're available. Right, uh, right. Price will be another thing, yeah. right? You know, um, price range, how much you're willing to spend. Um, for me, um, money is not a problem for a photographer because coming from a photographer, I know how much um, it's worth. Right. Uh, how much work is involved into shooting a wedding. I mean, yes, I may be shooting eight hours, but if you consider that, for well, one if you hour, consider all the posts, yeah. if you consider all the time planning, scouting locations, knowing what's going on and having a plan, exactly, uh, which you really probably have to do for a wedding especially, and in considering that there's a lot of things going on during that, I mean, you're paying for all that experience right there. And, and you also need to find a photographer that's willing to connect with you. I have dealt with photographers, especially my wedding one. I mean, they're, they're great, don't get me wrong, but uh, because of my wedding schedule uh, being so tight, and being them um, between the move between cities, they did not have the chance to to give me their hundred percent attention. Right, right. Um, with me, when I deal with my clients, it's um, I, I pretty much follow them from stage one all the way till the end. Um, I ask for all the wedding schedules. I'll do pre scouting of the wedding venue, um, uh, receptions and stuff. Um, I know how much work and I know how much um, photography is worth and. When you're shopping with that photographer, a lot of people is like, "Oh, I'm not paying forty five hundred. I'm not paying six grand." Well, guess what? I paid seven grand for my photographer, yeah. right? Even though I received not seven grand worth of work, I was disappointed at the end of the day where they have missed some critical shots. But that being said, I also understand because, like I said, my schedule was quite tight. Um, right. It's it's quite tough to have. And in wedding photography too, as well. I mean, you know some bigger outfits, you'll have multiple shooters. You'll have, yeah, yeah. you know, a primary shooter, a secondary shooter. If they're communicating well, you'll get better coverage. Uh, you know, and that's something that people should honestly consider in a wedding because one person can't be in all the places at necessarily the right time. Well, even though if you're, let's say if you're just an amateur and you're shooting a wedding, um, a lot of people don't understand it's like gear is not cheap. Yeah. Right. And liability insurance that's another thing 
you know, your business license, you still have to file for your taxes, your software, yep. right? For every one hour you shoot, you sp- my rule of thumb is you probably spend three hours worth of editing. Yep. And after a shoot of wedding, you're looking at thousands of images to skim through. Yep. And, and oh, yeah. a lot of people don't see all that behind costs, even as an amateur, even when you're starting out, Lightroom costs you $9.99 a month, yep. right? And you're not consistently using it every month. Yeah. And, and that's what a lot of amateurs miss as well as they, when they first start out, they miss a lot of the things that they're actually paying for and the, what their actual costs are. And they so un- a lot of times they undervalue themselves they're, they're, and they basically uh, essentially undercut themselves because I always the, say it's, you know, easier to drop your price. You know, if my rate is, you know, $500 an hour, which it's not, but it's easier for me to say my rate's normally 500, but you know, I'm going to do it for, you know, 300. It's easier to make that drop rather than saying, you know, well, I charged you a hundred dollars the last time. And now it's, you know, $500. It, it doesn't, it doesn't translate the same way to a client. And uh, I do see a lot of uh, amateurs photographers undercut themselves um, with that type of work because, oh yeah, the client's like, Oh, I don't see the worth of photography. I just need a guy to do. Um, well, I shot my brother's wedding the other day, uh, just a few weeks ago, and he told me straight up, um, "I cannot afford to pay you much." I'll be like, "That's fine. You're my brother." Yeah. All right. And then, and then he's like, "Well, I don't expect extremely professional work either." And I told him straight <laughs> up, "I told him straight up, stop right there. You asked me to shoot your wedding for a reason." Yeah. And I told him straight up right there and then, I'm not going to give you any half-ass work. If I'm to shoot your wedding, even though if it's free or not free, or I don't care how much you're paying me, I'm going to be putting in my 100%. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. my business on the line. Yeah. It's your, your reputation. Yeah, it's your my, images. It's my reputation, right? So, but back to shopping for photography, it's just that price, you get, pay, you, you get what you pay for sometimes. And... That, that is true in some sense, but the thing is that you can also get great work from some amateurs out there yeah. um, with a half-decent price tag. Um, don't worry. My advice is don't worry about the price. Look at their work yeah. and see if their work is consistent, if it's your style, if you like their work, um, then go from there. Don't, don't, don't worry too much about the dollar point yeah. at first. And, right? and I think that's the best advice that you can give anybody is to find somebody that you connect to visually. I mean, a photographer, whether they're professional or we'll say professional amateur or even a lot of amateur photographers, will typically have a portfolio of some point and you should take a good look at that. I mean, if you go take a look at my portfolio, you will never see a wedding shot. If I am selling wedding services, that should be a warning sign for you that, you know, I'm probably not your best choice as a wedding photographer. I may have great shots. I may have great concert shots and all that kind of stuff. Does not mean that I'm going to execute on the same level that someone like yourself is that shoots weddings on an ongoing basis. Why? Because you have the experience, the knowledge, you, you've dealt with the, you know, the routine of a wedding, all that kind of stuff. You know what you need to come out on the other end. Where for myself, it would be experimentation. And you, know, you really don't want yeah. to pay somebody for their experimentation. And especially on your wedding day, you want somebody to, to nail it. Exactly. Right. right? You so. know, I'll be, I'll be frank. I could be in the wrong place for the first kiss or several other things. I might miss some stuff that a person that shoots them all the time would get. Well, even if, um, sometimes you're going to miss shots, right? Um, 
is true for any photographer. Yeah. You're going to miss shots, but you have to know that you missed that shot and you're going to have to recreate it. Yeah. Right. So, and uh, the thing is, it's just when you're looking for a photographer, you also have to look at the connection, the, the feeling you have with that photographer too. Um, it's just that everybody's different, even um, when it comes to character. Yep. Right. Some photographers, not saying it's a bad thing, not saying it's a good thing, but they have a huge ego. Oh yeah, I can do it. I can do it. Um, they charge you professional price and at the end they don't provide. Yeah. They, they, they give you half decent work. And and there are some photographers that are like, hey, look, you know, I know my level. I know how many weddings I've shot and this is what I feel comfortable and this is what I feel is fair. Right. And then I've seen a lot of those coming yeah. from amateurs too. Um, but at least when you look at the portfolio, you can kind of judge. My rule of thumb is it doesn't matter if you're professional, you're, if you're an amateur. When I look at your best, best photos on your website, nobody's going to post crappy photos on your website. No. Right? My rule of thumb is take 30% of that creativity, of that technique off. Right? And for me, that's a good judgment of how consistent you are throughout your your portfolio. Yeah. Right? Because nobody's at 100% every day. Yep. I've seen the best photographers have bad days. And, and you got to be prepared for that. And, and I mean, something that photographers should take away from this is, is when you are creating your portfolio is that you should be posting the best of your best with honors, you know, your best stuff. I mean, you don't want to put stuff that's kind of half there. You want to represent the best of your work and that's something to put out there. But to the same extent, I know with a lot of people, they have lookbooks. So if you're looking for a wedding photographer, you can go and see sets from a complete wedding. So they'll show you complete weddings. Yeah. I know guys that have assembled books that are complete weddings and that's, you know, they're showing you end products, but that I mean, those guys are typically on the higher end. So you're looking at, you know, several thousand dollars there for that kind of guy as well. That tends to be the trend now with uh, wedding photography is just that cause you, you can't base your whole portfolio with just post shots with the couples. Yeah. Um, cause a wedding, it's a full day and it should tell a story. Yeah. And a lot of wedding photographers have uh, turned to, instead of just, you know, your, your regular portfolio page, they, they do give out stories, right? They'll have every wedding, they'll post maybe 30 photos to kind of give you a rundown of the whole day's work. And uh, just looking at the portfolio, you know, kind of pay attention onto the detail shots too, because a lot of people yeah. miss that when they look at wedding photography. Because uh, they think, oh yeah, you know, it's all concentrated with the bride, the grooms. And no, like you have to look at the detail shots, like your surroundings. For my, op in my opinion, coming from a wedding photographer, anything that costs money, take a picture of it. Yeah. Right. If it's just a decoration on a table, or if it's just a wedding favor, anywhere down to cake, right? Or even there are times that you know maybe uh, the the grooms or brides' parents are, are crying, have tears in their eyes. Those those make great shots, and you want a photographer that's capable to pick up those events yeah. as they happen. So if you have a large, large, um, not super large, but if you have like a full story going from, from morning, getting ready to night, you know, after the dance, when the party runs down, it, it should tell a good story at the yeah. end, right? And um, I took down my website recently and my website was not set up as like that. My, I just post the best shots up there. but. Uh, if you're out shopping for wedding photography, that's my recommendation. Don't just look at the photographer's best shots. Um, look at their whole, um, how they do the weddings all day. Cause uh, that's how most photographers are leaning to. They, yeah. they don't, they don't just post 10 shots. They actually post 30 plus shots 
just to kind of sum up the whole day this is what i'm capable of yeah you know even you're getting ready all the way down to your detail shots all the way down to you know the last kiss of the night yeah so um and i think that's really crucial when it comes to wedding photography it's 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 a story it's yeah. um and of course there's a lot of components into wedding photography um like i said earlier you also need to connect with the photographers too some photographers have a specific way of doing things and they'll just do that endlessly time after time after time and they don't really take inputs that well and and some photographers will be well open to um ideas right so you have to find a photographer that suits you that you have a you, that you feel that connection with yeah because if you don't i can meet a client and the first thing you know the client's like oh i think your work is mediocre uh, i don't think you deserve that much I end the I end the appointment right there. Uh, I was just gonna say, for <laughs> me, that would be that would be the end of the conversation there. If my well, work is mediocre and it's not your thing, I'm already done. That's a that's a little <laughs> extreme, but you gotta you gotta pick the the right photographer, right? You know, yeah. I, I met clients that has no respect on with photography, right? Right, like they will be like, oh, I, just, I can hire anybody yeah. for for. And, and for so me, and, so. and speaking from experience, and I mean, like I said, in my mind doesn't come from weddings, but when yeah. you start getting into those kind of dynamics in a relationship, a photographer-client relationship, sometimes it's best to just walk away because, in all honesty, for me, that's kind of like alarm bells, and yeah. I know it's going to be problematic later on, and those feelings will just kind of build, and you know, it can come to a head sometimes. It doesn't always, but. You know, sometimes it's it's good to realize that, you know, you're not, you know, it's it's a two-way relationship a yeah. lot of the time. I mean, obviously, as a photographer, you're there to please a client as best you can to the best of your ability and stuff like that. But, I mean, there has to be a respect for you as well. And exactly. if there's no respect, I mean, nobody wants to ever work under those kind of things. I mean, if you went to a day job, you know, in an office building and you were treated like, you know, garbage every day, you wouldn't last or you wouldn't stay. You would exactly. just ultimately leave. And, and number one, and number two, because it's a creative endeavor, and I honestly believe this, is that at the end of the day, it will have an effect on your work because you'll be feeling more pressure than you probably normally feel or, you know, it might, you know, hamper some of your creative flow and all that kind of stuff. You might be less inclined to take some risks. Photography-wise, it could have turned out beautifully. And, you know, it just doesn't work. It's, it's not a good relationship. You know, it's, it's, there's no point in, you know, harboring, you know, unhealthy relationships. So, yeah, that's, that's, an, that's one other advice I can give. It's just that you have to connect with that photographer. Yeah. Right? Um, if, if, if there's any what ifs, maybes, and you have doubts with that guy, I would recommend move on and uh, search for other photographers. Because um, a happy photographer or, or, or a photographer can make you look good or can also make you look extremely Absolutely. bad. <laughs> so um, you want to start based, like as a photographer myself, I meet all my clients and there are clients I have to shout out. Um, maybe they're they're not right on cost or I just don't feel the connection that I'm, how do you put it? Um, it's like friends, yeah. right? You know, some friends you get along real well, some friends you, you kind of have a little bit of friction here and yeah. there. And, and as a photographer, I like to work with my clients on a, on a personal basis. I, I like to know how they met. Um, how their relationship kind of progressed, then I, at least I can draw a clear picture of what happens. And a lot of photographers will not hesitate to give you that time to sit down for coffee. Uh, any photographer that I know will, will at least sit down with you for an hour. Right. Just to you know show your portfolios, chat with you. And because um, as being a photographer, you have to be a people person too. And if you don't connect with 
just the couple itself, how you're going to connect with the rest of the wedding party yeah. or even the, their guests, right? So, because at times you're going to have to cheer up that crowd just to create that mood. And um, if you fail to do that within just a groom and bride, then you have big issues. Yeah. So, um, I always say, first, if you're going to be looking for a photographer, look at the portfolio. Make yeah. sure that to you it's acceptable. Uh, second of all, get to know the per, uh, get to know the photographer, chat with them, get to know them on a uh, personal basis, and if still that goes, if when still all that's a go, then pricing. But like everything else in life, what you pay for is what you get most of the time. Yeah, right? I can't say that exactly with photography because there's so many gray areas these days. What's considered a professional? What's not? I mean, like I said earlier, I've seen amateurs pump out amazing work. Yeah. Right? they should be on magazines and i've seen pros charging thousands and thousands of dollars and give you mediocre work so pricing it's it's not a big issue and you, as a bride or groom don't focus too much on costs yeah because you can you can if you look around enough you'll find what you're looking for um i mean it's like anything you can, if you're looking for a civic you, you can have a civic but you can have a fully loaded Civic, you know, which is much nicer, right? It all depends what you want. You can look for a Ferrari, yeah. but it's that practical, right? Um, just, um, how, do, how do I put this? Um, I think you just have to seek out the best fit. Yeah, best I mean, fit. And, and like you said, that's, that's relationship-wise, like, you know, how you... you, you you know, gel with a photographer. It's it's taking a look at the portfolio and saying, I like their work. Yeah. As a general body of work, I like their work. And, and I mean, it's it's simple to to do that. You go through a website, you take a look. I mean, it's, it's easy to rank. It's easy to take a look. You'll say, I like this person. I like this person. I like this person. And make a list. And then when it comes down to shopping those photographers, you'll have a price range. So my price range is, you know, seven to ten thousand dollars it's five to seven it's you know three to five you know if you call the first one you're you're you know call him call the best one you want first he's booked okay well that's not an option you, you got two options there you either find out when he's not booked and book your wedding around a photographer which is unlikely to happen yeah. uh, or you're gonna have to you know sort of move on to the next one you know and the next one might be great they might be available they might be too much so you have to balance those things out and you have to take a serious look at that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, hopefully you can find someone sort of in that sweet spot. And, uh, you know, it's, I imagine that's quite challenging and I know it's, uh, getting married is a hugely stressful thing for people. So, I mean, but I mean, it's important to take the time. If the photos are important, you take the time. Yeah. So um, my advice is take a, take a deep breath, step back, yeah. just relax. I mean, there's, I know when you because I've been through this myself uh, the previous year, there's a lot to plan. There's a lot to, you know, your um, anything from your guest list to to just down to, you know, simple thing as, you know, your tux and stuff. There's a lot to stress about. But photography, shopping for a photographer should not be stressful yeah. if the right photographer comes in. Um, yep. It's, they'll work around your schedule. They'll, they'll, um, they'll kind of blend right in. You, you probably won't even notice them that they're yeah. there. Um, and I, I tell that to some of my clients. I'm like, yes, sometimes I'll be calling you, asking for details, but those are for good purposes because I want to be prepared. Yeah. All right. And um, just uh, just while you're talking just now, I, there's another idea that came into my head, not idea, but I'm probably going to open up another can of worms. I have clients <laughs> ask me, 
what gear do you use? And I tell them, does it matter if I shoot your wedding with an old full frame or a new full frame? Um, as, as, at the end of the day, you get the shots. I am kind of 50-50 on that because as a professional, you want to keep up with the latest and greatest. You know, s some people prefer high megapixels, some people prefer good low light cameras. Um, but the thing with that is you cannot judge a person's work with their equipment, right? It's, but you can get a good indication of how well they're doing in the industry right. for them to keep up. Because yeah. as, as a hobbyist, let's first say, you have a full-time job and, and everybody has their bills to pay. Not a, not a lot of guys will be able to afford those fancy equipments. But if you're shooting a, a wedding every two weeks or every weekend, right, you're bringing in that big dough and it's, it's, you're running it as a business. It's a tax write-off. You can afford a little bit better equipment. So it, it's, it's a, for me, it's, it's a gauge yeah. of how well a photographer do, is doing, but do not judge on that 100%. Yeah. Because I have a, I had a, photographer shot my wife and i just over the weekend he shoots with a d800 i'm like okay sure you know yeah. I'll, I'll take that with a grain of salt but the photos just turned out to be horrible i yeah. mean it's novice work i would not pay this guy a single cents out of the 125 photos he gave us maybe three was acceptable yeah and and i can vouch for that i looked at that i i counted <laughs> maybe two so i mean yeah. I, I, you know i i think you know and you're emotionally involved yeah. in, in that situation and you're saying three I, I, you know, it's, it, it, you know, those photos to me, it's two and I have no emotion attached to those whatsoever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's not good. It's, it's most definitely not good. Um, as far as the equipment thing goes, I mean, obviously as a photographer, you want the best equipment that you can have and afford to provide, um, your clients you know, to provide your clients the best service as a consumer, um, as a person looking for work. The one thing I would recommend doing when you are searching somebody online portfolios are great. Yeah. They are great to look at. They're fast, they're easy, all that kind of stuff. Set up an appointment, ask to see prints. Yeah. And exactly. and the reason I reason I say that is because I can take a photograph with you know, a camera that's 20 years old. I can put it on Instagram, I can put it on Twitter. It can look great. Yeah. But when push comes to shove and I have to print it, it's not going to look as good. So, I mean, you want to make sure that you still have that capacity because, I mean, the, the whole thing of wedding photos is like that, you know, as a groom, as a bride, that you'll be giving those away. People will be putting them up potentially in their house like your parents, all sorts of stuff. You're going to probably want to have them printed anyways as keepsakes, you know, a lot more than just the digital sort of, you know, files that uh, people throw around these days. I mean, for me, a lot of times people forget that and, you know, it's, it's an afterthought. So, I mean... In reality, take a look, make sure that you see some printed work because you can see sometimes, you know, the difference between a great shot on the computer when you blow it up and you can realize there's some imperfections because, you know, something that on a little tiny cell phone that's a little bit out of focus can be deceptively a good shot. Yeah. But when you blow it up, there's there's no hiding behind that. Well, and the thing is, that's the reason why you meet the photographers, you know, see the albums, see yeah. the products. Um, what kind of products they offer that will tell you a lot more than gear um it's just that um i had i hired a professional for six seven grand for for my wedding yeah. and uh at the end um he he was still waiting for the albums um i saw i saw the previous albums um yeah. when i met with him and i, I like their work because um, when you're seeing it as a print it's different when you're seeing on a monitor our monitors are probably calibrated yeah 
right? When you look at a cell phone, when you look at it as from a TV or, or even just somebody else's desktop, your monitors may not be calibrated properly and your colors is going to be slightly, off. Be slightly yeah. off, right? So I always see prints because prints don't lie, yeah. right? So Absolutely. And um, also when you're meeting with the photographer, what package do they offer? Do they give you cups? Do they give you... Um, USB drive storage. Um, when I offer my clients, I give them like a almost like a custom built box where I have test prints inside with a nice little slot where I can put in the USB drives. And the photographer that I hired for six and seven grand, I was really disappointed and I gave him a long lecture when we met up after the wedding. Um, he gave me two generic USB drives that I can buy from Future Shop for $50 for a pack of five. And he shoved it into a cheap little plastic container that i can buy at a uni store yeah i gave him a long lecture i'm like you he's been shooting on the weddings a lot and he has a really great port but when it comes to that uh, to me that's not a really good presentation right so when you meet up with a photographer wedding photographer always ask what's the package yeah. let me see some prints let me even the most basic basic package uh, how do you deliver your photos is it just through dropbox to me that's yeah. totally unacceptable in a writing standard yeah. you need some sort of a you know or you're printing it on a dvd or you or you're putting on a usb drive is a custom usb drive you know what kind of package am i getting because at the end of the day you have to make that client happy yeah and part of that is a presentation of your work yeah so why find that out after the wedding when you can find all that information out prior? Right. right so. And is, as, as a photographer for weddings, and, and again, I'm not a wedding photographer, but, you know, I, I know in delivering packages and stuff like that, you want it. I mean, this is, this is two people's probably most important day, you know, for a long, long time after that. Hopefully, you know, um, you want that to be special and you want everything yeah. around it to be special. So throwing two generic USB drives in a, you know, Tupperware container probably isn't going to cut it. You know, you can do some nice, simple things that present really well and that are talking points. Um, and that's only going to help you sell your photography business yeah. later on to other clients because, you know, if, if everything is, you know, division one, class one, you know, you know, a grade kind of stuff, they're going to have nothing bad to say at any point. If you just hand over in a USB drive or say, well, I just threw them all in a Dropbox, you can download them. I mean, that may be acceptable in something like I do where it's, it's a quick turnover and you need, you know, delivery fast, you know. It's and I have clients ask me that. I was like, oh, they don't want any prints. They don't want any storage, you know, because they budget it's in the back of the minds. Yeah. They can, but that's still something that much. Yeah. That's still something you can do as an added bonus as a photographer yeah. and up I, and beyond, you know, sometimes, you know, over delivering yeah. is a good thing, you know, where you say, this is what the package is, but Hey, you know, I've got a special gift for you. Here's a photo book of your day. Yeah. And you know? I'll usually what I do is I, I'll still, even if the, I'll work around their uh, client's budget. Yeah. Not all photographers were, were willing to do that. But, um, if, if you, if the client cannot afford that much, you know, maybe you can kind of talk to them. Um, they will say, oh, it's Dropbox and I'll never do that. Yeah. I'll put it up to at least a custom USB drive with my logo on it and, and present it that way. Uh, it's just that I, myself as a photographer, um, I do highly recommend prints because with the digital yeah. age, you can upload a Dropbox, but what if the server goes down in Dropbox? Now you lost all your yeah. photos or even if you have it back up on an external hard drive, that's not going to last forever. Yeah. You know, files get corrupted. So um, with prints, I, I definitely highly recommend prints. And 
honestly, as a wedding photographer myself, we don't make a whole lot of money on prints on albums. No, no. When, when we present to you saying that, hey, look, this album is going to cost twenty five hundred to three grand. That's pretty much yeah, our that's, base cost. Yeah, that's that's print <laughs> cost. Mean, we maybe we may only maybe take a hundred dollars in there for for our time setting up the album, the layouts and stuff. But it's really not a whole lot of markup. Yeah. So, best advice for people looking for wedding photographers: What's your top three thing? Uh, top three thing is you have to be happy with their portfolio, the the type of work that you see online. That's your first step. Second step: meet the photographer, get to know their package, get to know the photographer personally at a personal level. If you connect, if you don't feel like there's a connection, browse around some more because um, you might find one that's re, uh, really connects to you. And um, third of all, ask around. Um, if you know other photographers in the community, do some background checks. Um, see if the photographer's heard of his work or not, or if he heard up if he, if they heard of this photographer, specific photographer, um, they they might hear good or bad things, right? Um, yeah. Which uh, you might not know. And even if that photographer does not know another personally. Um, with a photographer's eye, you can really judge on their portfolio, how well they're doing. Yeah. So let's say, um, just for me, uh, I showed you the photos earlier. Because yeah. from a wedding photographer, I, I kind of backed off. Like you said, I have personal connection to the photos. And I gave, I was really generous giving him three usable photos. But you as another, um, you know, as a nightclub photography, or you know quite a bit about photographers, uh, photography yourself. Yeah. So that's why I asked for a second opinion. What do you think about this? Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're shopping for a photographer and if you don't know much about photography, maybe it's a good idea to kind of, hey, look, if you know a photographer, just, just give him, you know, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about his portfolio? And uh, get a little bit of advice that way. But because yeah. um, um, I've seen a lot of, you know, it's really hard to differentiate good photography from fat, bad photography because everybody's just flooding photos with Instagram right. or it's, anything like that. It's right? becoming, so, you know, more and more available, readily available. Everybody's got a camera on yeah. their phone and all that kind of stuff. But great talk. Hopefully you guys got a great amount of information on this, whether you're looking for a photographer or whether you're starting out in wedding photography. Lots of great information there for you to sort of go through. Thanks for tuning in for the inaugural episode of the podcast. We'll be bringing you more episodes in the future. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Let us know you what you want to hear from us in the future. I mean, we've got a vast amount of experience between us, and we can definitely discuss a lot of topics, everything from tech to establishing your business to all that kind of stuff. So drop us a comment below. I'm JD. Uh, my name is Dave. See ya. Have a good one.